0: What's turning 234 years old on September 17th and still trending? The United States Constitution. Today, we're unscrolling National Constitution Day. I'm Bethany Van Delft, it's September 16th, and this is the 10 News.
1: 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1...
0: On September 17, 1787, the U.S. Constitution was signed by 39 out of the 55 delegates at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia. Why didn't everyone sign it? For some delegates, it was missing a Bill of Rights, a section that would explain an individual's rights. And for others, it was because at the time, it protected slavery and the slave trade. Though it's clearly been changed or ratified over time, the Constitution has been the basis of our democracy for over 200 years. So what's in this document and why is it so important to understand it? To find out more, our show creator, Tracy Leeds Kaplan, spoke with constitutional expert Ben Sheehan, author of What Does the Constitution Say? A Kid's Guide to How Our Democracy Works.
2: Hey, Ben, it's great to have you back with us today on the 10 News. You've got a new book out where you cover the entire Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Tell us why you created the book and what you hope kids will get out of it.
1: Sure. Well, I really wanted to create something that could be understood by younger audiences. I remember when I was a kid and that's when I got interested in government from a young age. I was lucky to have a parent who worked in the government and would help teach me over dinner every night when she got home from work. And I wanted to kind of create that for the casual reader between ages eight and 12, um, something that sort of is in their tone, understandable, and to really be the, the big introduction into how our government works, because I think the younger you are when you get introduced to the government, the less scary and confusing it is when you're, when you're older.
2: And since the book is full of so much great information and facts, we're going to give you a little quiz today. Okay, starting us off. Question one. This week we are celebrating National Constitution Day, when the Constitution was originally signed in 1787, over 200 years ago. So much has changed since. Why do we still follow the Constitution? You even call out in the book that it was written by quote white men in white wigs.
1: If whether we like it or not, this is the uh, this is the outline for our entire government. So the Constitution is is often called the supreme law of the land because it's higher technically than 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 any law it says what the government can and can't do it says what states can't do it leaves a lot of things up to the up to the states so the the good thing about this document is that it allows us to change it if we want and those changes are called amendments and we have 27 of them since the constitution was written but This is the framework for our government and the people who wrote it actually wanted us to change it, which is why they gave us the ability to do it.
2: Question two. What is something that we think is in the Constitution,
1: but isn't? Something that a lot of us commonly think is in the Constitution, but it actually isn't. And that is the right to vote. We don't have a fundamental right to vote in the Constitution. The reason is because the states couldn't agree on who should be allowed to vote, and so they ended up leaving it up to the states. Um, So what happened is that you started to have the federal government through amendments say that certain people could not have their right to vote taken away because of certain things. So we have all these protections that were added after the fact to make sure people couldn't have their right to vote denied because of these things. But whether or not they have that right to vote in the first place is largely up to whether their state says they can vote.
2: Question three Each state has its own constitution, and they have powers separate from the federal government. One thing that states can't do, though, is print their own money. But if they could, which one would have the
1: coolest dollar bill? That is a really, really good question. I'm biased. I'm from Maryland, and I see a big picture of a crab right in the center of the $1 bill, or maybe it's the $5 bill. Question four.
2: So the book talks about how our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., was created in the Constitution by giving, quote, 10 miles square. That's 100 square miles for our math lovers out there. And now, D.C. is working on a path to statehood. Should Washington, D.C. become its own state?
1: I think that you have 700,000 people many if not all of them pay federal taxes they're all supposed to pay federal taxes but they don't get a chance to say what that money goes toward and it's the same for a lot of the people who live in the united states territories everyone in there is born there is an american citizen and you pay federal taxes but you don't get to have a say in how the money is spent and i think that we live in a country and i'm sure a lot of people would agree that was founded on uh not having taxation without representations. So I think that should be true, whether you live in a state, whether you live in the national capital, or whether you live in a territory. Question
2: five. Last question. How can kids who are interested in our political system, maybe even in changing it, how can they get involved?
1: One thing they can do is they can they can start to ask questions uh, to adults in their life, they can ask questions about what was in the newspaper that day they can they can listen to this show and get and get informed but i think it also starts with knowing who your elected leaders are because even if you aren't old enough to vote you're still a constituent you're still somebody that your elected representative represents and so they want to hear from you you know whether or not you are old enough to vote so it starts with knowing who your representatives are and then knowing who your leaders are at the state level. So your governor, uh, your state secretary of state, your state attorney general, your state representative, your state senator. So knowing the names of you know the top five to 10 people who have the most impact on your life is a really good way to start so that you can start making sure that they're representing your interests.
2: That's great. Thank you so much for joining us again today, Ben. This has been super helpful and you passed our quiz.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tracy.
0: Thanks, Ben and Tracy. I can't wait to check out this guide. And there's a link in our show notes for where to find it. On the subject of interesting rules in our democracy, the state of California just finished a recall election where Governor Gavin Newsom was in danger of being recalled or removed from office. What? A recall is a special election to remove the governor before the end of their term. Recall elections can move forward if organizers can collect enough signatures. In California's case, there needed to be more than 1.49 million signatures, or at least 12% of the voters from the last election. The signature gathering was successful and the recall election was held on Tuesday, September 14th. On the ballot, voters were asked if they wanted to recall Governor Newsom, and if yes, who should replace him there were 46 candidates running to replace him.
1: No way!
0: And if more than 50% of voters selected yes to the recall, then the winner with the most votes would become governor. Why is that important? Well, it means that someone with only a small percentage of the electorate could win, and California would end up with a governor picked by a small number of its residents.
1: Okay, that's bad.
0: Ultimately, the recall was not successful on Tuesday and California voters decided they wanted Governor Newsom to continue his term. What do you think, Tenors? Do you think there should be recall elections? Or do you have other questions about the political process? Leave us a message on our phone line and let us know. Call us at 877-10-NEWS. That's 877-T-E-N-N-E-W-S. Now let's see what else is going on. Last week, the Los Angeles School Board voted to require that all students ages 12 and up receive a COVID-19 vaccine by the end of 2021. The decision was made as a result of the Delta variant, which continues to spread at a troublesome pace. The L.A. School District has more than 600,000 students, which makes it the second largest in the country. We'll see if other school districts do the same. Okay. On Sunday, Maya Chaka became the first black woman to officiate a National Football League game when she served as line judge for a matchup between the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers. As one of seven officials on the field during a football game, Maya's job is to enforce the rules and keep an eye on the clock. She's just the third woman in the history of the NFL to serve as an on field official. Get it, Maya. Hut, hut, hike! Now, imagine looking out your window and seeing a zebra strutting by. That's right, a zebra. That's exactly what happened to some residents of Prince George County in Maryland, where five zebras escaped from a private farm. The zebras have been roaming around the area for several days now. Zebras aren't considered dangerous, but they can get spooked and run pretty fast, so catching them is no easy task. Lucky you, it's. What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. In 2003, California Governor Gray Davis lost his position in a recall election. 153 people ran against him, which divided up a lot of the votes and led to a surprising outcome. What famous action star won the recall election with 48.6% of the vote? Was it A) David Bautista, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, B) Arnold Schwarzenegger, the original Terminator, or C. Angelina Jolie, aka Lara Croft and Tomb Raider? Did you guess it? The answer is B. Back in 2003, the Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger stepped into politics in a big way and became the governor. Or governor, as he was called.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: Though inexperienced when he was first elected, the governor won his second term in California and ran the country's most populous state from 2003 to 2011. I'll be back. Time's up. But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is reading the Constitution right now and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Andrew Hall, and Natalie Alonzo. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. I'll be back.